0: It's you live from Nutshell 4. You have marriage problems, they have marriage solutions. Think your significant other is a monster. Wait till you see what they've got there. Your spouse as a monster. Learn more here on Interventional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon. And welcome. And welcome. 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 Welcome to the Interventional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. So happy you've joined us again. For the talkings of the Ricks and the Mortys as we discuss season two episodes as we await season three B. So stoked. Totes. Totes stoked.
0: Totes stoked. Um, So happy that this is a thing that that we're we're doing.
1: Yeah. We just started. This is our first episode. Uh, We're starting halfway through season two of of the show. Uh, But if this is your first time listening, thank you. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we are two friends who talk about Rick and Morty. We've been doing it for over a year now, and we have a whole bunch of episodes that you can check out on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or uh, Spotify. It's pretty much everywhere that I—that's right. What, podcasts whatever, are made
0: and distributed. Whatever, whatever app is on your phone where you could listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm.
1: Guess what? We're there. Yeah, you could. I don't know use the cooking app is that a, is there a cooking app i don't know <laughs> uh, might you, be.
0: you can i mean you can if you if you have an alexa and sorry <laughs> sorry if i said that too loud and all your devices are going or haywire you, can, I, you I totally
1: you stared at the one in my office when you said that. And then I realized <laughs> I was listening with headphones yeah. and it it can't it, it can't hear you, Brandon.
0: Can't it can't they can't do it. Uh but anyway, uh well, welcome welcome to the show. Uh if you want to get a hold of us, there are a few ways that you can do that. Of course. Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod.
1: Woo, go follow us on Twitter.
0: Rick and Podcast. or the official, as official as you can get, Rick and Morty subreddit. Rick Instagram at Rick and Podcast. Still so oh, yeah. confused that that wasn't taken a long time ago.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all the Rick and Morty podcasts out there, you'd think they would have they would have snatched that Instagram username right up.
0: You you would you would think. And you would be incorrect. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty podcast. Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. If you prefer that snail mail, <laughs> it's it, that's like new snail mail. <laughs> and then finally, if you support this, sh- if you like the show and if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod, where you can support us on this show and any of our other shows, including apathetic enthusiasm or submitted for your approval, a twilight zone podcast and all your money, that's right? and all your support goes directly back into these things to make sure that we can keep the figurative podcast lights on.
1: Yeah, so go support us and then hang out on our Discord and say hi or watch the video version of this episode that we are making right now. Right this second. Uh, right, right as 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 we talk to you. So uh, first and foremost, like we do every episode, uh, it's time for our first segment, Semi-Pertinent News.
0: Barica back, Barica bat, Barica back up, back back back, Barica back, Barica bat, Barica bat. Semi pertinent news. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who's? I feel uh, <laughs> like that's a name. Who's Baric-a-Back? Barica back? Barica, Barica bat. It's my new. It's my new comic book character that I'm working on. <laughs>
1: <laughs>. Just workshopping it mid podcast, trying to get a feel for it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know we would do a lot of Rick and talking, but I mean, where's where's our comic book? Character. Where's
1: our original comic character content development that we're really trying to workshop and and, and promote <laughs> to all of our listeners?
0: Uh, well, anyways, uh, sorry, right. about, first, sorry about that. That sucked, everyone.
1: <laughs> first up, in semi pertinent news, uh, we have a couple of YouTube videos, uh, some things that were shared over the last couple of weeks. Uh, first up, the Drunk Rick Method Acting Volume Two. For those of you that missed Volume One. Uh, I'm sure you can find that on YouTube as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but did you did you get a chance to uh, to watch this one, Brandon? I did. did Did you get a chance to watch it? I I did. Oh. It, it again was Justin Roiland <laughs> in in the recording studio, uh, recording segments from the Vindicators episode, right. Where Rick was blackout drunk and creating a saw like experience for the Vindicators, <laughs> and they decided I think it was Dan Harmon's idea. At least he alludes to that. Uh, in in the conversations, that he should method act and actually get really drunk while he records uh, all of his his voiceover work for and that's for right, Rick.
0: At, that that that's right. And uh, he he talks about throwing up a couple times. <laughs> it's 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 great. It's great. A, re- a real deep look into the method acting of yeah, just the creative
1: Roiland. process. You know it, the it, real.
0: In many ways, it reminds me of another documentary we both watched recently uh, <laughs> about the other side of the wind, the Orson Welles documentary. Uh, but let's not let's not talk about that. You can listen to that. At apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the second the second thing was um, this, is an, this is another this uh, is another kind of uh, bit that Justin Roiland does to get interviews with the artists. And it's a, it's a new one that was just released. It's Justin Roiland's double triple crazy RC car wild extravaganza crazy jump pop jump interview RC show. Uh,
1: it's the big finale, right? It's the it's the big finale of his RC car interviews. <laughs> that, that's right. Uh, this time
0: uh, he tried to get Harmon, and Harmon was was busy. He he had a thing. He had a thing. Uh, but I he can't blame him.
1: He's got things.
0: <laughs> design coordinator David Otterby. Uh YRC. You know, I don't want, I don't want to spoil anything uh because it's kind of a heartfelt ending to the episode. But there's 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 chills. There's some thrills. The whole
1: the whole gamut of emotions. Yeah. are felt uh throughout this episode.
0: The whole um, gambit
1: from X-Men. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's throwing cards. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, but it that those are really funny, and it's it's a unique way to uh, kind of highlight some of the people that help make the show possible, and get to see more random Justin Roiland craziness. Uh, this one you get to see his dogs, so Ooh. so that's fun. If you ever wanted to know what snuffles was based on or, or anything like that. Uh, um, so yeah, so, so good things. Uh, we'll have links to both of those videos over in our show notes. If you want to check out those videos.
0: Yes, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next, next up, next up, uh, I want to, I want to talk about, we, we've gotten requests in the past to talk about the comics and uh, a, a, one shot recently came out from the Rick and Morty's from, own only, <laughs> The Rick and Morty's from Oni Press. It's the Pickle Rick one shot, and for our video viewers, uh, sure, Travis, I have it up
1: on the screen. You are, but this is this
0: is physical. I'm showing the real thing. Um, I don't usually, I don't usually review the comics directly. Well, I do. I guess I do that sometimes, Uh, but usually, I, I I look for the positives in in comics.
1: In general, we we try to stay pretty positive about you know all this stuff.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, let me let me tell you let me tell let me tell you a little bit about this this comic. First of all, over on Twitter at Earth nine nine nineteen Pod and at Armchair Matt had a little discussion with them about basically how bad this this comic <laughs> is. It is it is really not good at all. And if you are a comic reader and you haven't picked up the Rick and Morty comics. Do yourselves a favor, and do not read this this one. Don't start with this one because it will. I have a feeling it will infinitely turn you off of the Rick and Morty comics forevermore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So here's here's the thing: the the story, uh, all the one shots so far: Sleepy Gary, uh, K Michael. Sleepy Gary, K. Michael, and the Vindicators, they all tried to do something with to expand on the story, to take it mm-hmm. uh, at least it, you know, take the character and get in the backstory or, or maybe push forward to see how the future, what the future holds for them.
1: So, if, something different than just what was in the episode for yeah, that
0: character, right? Yes, yes. Now, if you're reading Pickle Rick, the comic book, you have basically watched a variation of the Emmy Award winning episode that is the opposite of Emmy Award winning. It's <laughs> it's not written great. It's basically You're it's spitting fire, Brandon. <laughs> it's it's the exact episode. All they do is change a little bit of the dialogue. Uh the reason that Rick and, or that Morty and Summer are in therapy with, with Beth. Uh jerry uh, rick has a fruit gun that he that he turns things into fruit uh when he goes into the sewers he uh kills a bunch of he kills a turtle and wears turtle armor and then he makes a ninja turtle joke um and then S- snowball is the villain of of the issue which i don't agree with because snowball's not a villain i don't <laughs> we could have that conversation some other time
1: that's Weird. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and the the end of the episode, the end of the issue. Basically, here's here's what it is. Um, actually, I won't get to the end of the issue. I'll get to this this part right. Uh, there are like little, maybe like two, uh, two page kind of advertisements in the middle of the issue, like fake advertisements. Mm -hmm. And the first one I read was just horrendous. Um. (laughs) And I was like, "They can't. They can't be actually putting this into an issue." It is uh, in a world where humpalicious honeys are hot and getting hotter. There's only three unhumpable Helen's. All right, they're coming! Ooh 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 ooh! And that's when you've got to get your umbrella because the thunderous squirt is about to overflow. Oh oh, buddy, that's a gusher! I'm just gonna- <laughs> It's going to take care of you first.
1: I, I think you're doing it more justice than it yeah. deserves because it the, the voices don't read that way <laughs> off the page.
0: No carpet or linoleum is safe from the roaring gush of thunderous squirt. Wow, that's moist. Thunderous squirt. You can't fake this flood. So that's the first one.
1: And it's uh, for- so obviously a real turbulent juice parody. Yes. Almost an exact replica of real turbulent juice. Very,
0: very, very forced. And like, when I like okay, unnecessary. Don't, don't need that. The second one is I used to hate my body and it's a picture. It's just the lower half of a woman in a dress. I used to hate my body, but now I'm sharing my secret to easy weight loss. I'm spiders in my mouth. Maria speaking on behalf <sighs> of spiders in my mouth. Maria's mass movers, Inc. I'm not going to get to the rest of that part of it, but I'm like,
1: uh, ham ham-fisted is that a good yeah yeah no it is it's it's a it's a it's a sloppy Ansemized johnson yes
0: yes yeah. okay so the the reason I, I bring those up is because the very end of the issue uh rick gets to therapy then he uses his fruit gun to turn everybody into fruits in the th- in the therapist's office and then mr poopy butthole walks in and they're like oh you're here for therapy And he's and he holds up a spray bottle and he says, you're just a bunch of dingy, dirty fruits all covered in icky dirt and chemicals and crusty wax. You need some thunderous squirt extreme to really help you shine. Boy, oh boy. And then it cuts to a Rick and Morty with a pineapple head and a blueberry head. And Rick is saying, I can't believe this is all one long commercial. And then Morty says, yeah, Rick commercials are like the broccoli of TV let's watch orange is the new blackberry instead uh I your reaction the the, the lack of any reaction <laughs> the in your lack face. Of
1: reaction
0: uh Chelsea my wife she I, I read her that last little bit of it and she said the funniest well, thing man. associated with that this issue she said oh that last joke that's a real low-hanging fruit am I right <laughs> 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 and I'm like, you got that. That got chuckle out of me. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Th- anyways. uh, So the whole issue is basically a long one long setup for that one joke. And it's so it's insulting. I, I'm I fucking have to ask you, Brandon, because
1: you you are reading a lot more of the comics than I am. I am taking my time on getting caught up. Uh, and by that, I mean, I'm not reading them at all right now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up some trades. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I, I, I promise. Uh, but I understand, like especially with trying to pump out comics on a regular basis, and you know, obviously the the popularity of Pickle Rick, someone had to attempt to make a comic about Pickle Rick. You know, I'm sure they they were they were tasked, like you know. Oni press was like, we have to make a pickle Rick issue. Somebody go write one. Like, I don't like, could they have done something different? Was this supposed to be like an alternate reality version of pickle Rick was where like, there's, there's some similarities, but they didn't want to be completely the same because I mean, if you do it exactly like they do in the episode, then you're like, okay, well, this is this is just it, it was, like a novelization. It's a
0: wa- of, it was a waste. The- it was a waste of time. It was a waste of time because yeah. it was exactly like the episode with that punchline at the end. Like even in the therapy, yeah. you know, it was coprophagia. That's why that's why they were you know the other people were going to the therapist, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, the um, instead of instead of the math teacher, played by Brandon Johnson, uh, it's Principal Vagina coming out. And mm, it's no relation. It, It's about drinking piss. that's That's the the difference of the therapist. Oh,
1: it's way different.: Oh than, my God, okay. so funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, I, I can see I can see why you're frustrated about it. the and, question
0: The question is, Travis, yeah. could could they have done something different with it? Absolutely. You and I have done the Blood Dome Battle League stuff in the past, and yeah, yeah like that's that's, that's crappy and, and ham-fisted, but we didn't just say, oh, we're going to do the episode again." But let's change yeah. a few things up.
1: Yeah, and you can you could realistically try and you know send pickle Rick on a different sort of adventure. It doesn't it doesn't have to be the same situation. Uh, make yeah. make a reason why he has to turn
0: into a pickle again. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, he has the technology. Oh okay, so, <laughs> uh, so do not it. do not recommend Rick and Morty's uh, pickle Rick comic. Uh, but go pick up any of the other comics because yes. apparently those ones are way better,
0: especially Dungeons and Dragons Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons.
1: <clears throat> yes, I that one I will buy as soon as it comes out in trades and 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 dig through it. Yes, uh, all, all right, uh, next up it is time for our mini part of semi pertinent <laughs> news the Dan Harmon <laughs> social media minute. Hey. Dan social media minute, where you get a minute of Instagram. Cause he doesn't do Twitter anymore. <laughs> were you,
0: you were singing half of that. That was like, you're trying to do like a Popeye thing. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, hey. Hey. I, I don't remember Popeye's lines. Eat the spinach. Anyway. So Dan Harmon, social media minute. Uh, as, as I, as I, clearly explained in that song. Dan Harmon doesn't really use Twitter anymore, so he's mostly on Instagram. Uh, and this post was actually not from Dan Harmon himself, I think, uh, but it is from the Rick and Morty Instagram. And it is an Instagram post uh, of Dan Harmon's famous uh, uh, story circle. Uh, for those of you that are not aware Uh, Dan Harmon has a method for constructing a story where he draws a circle and splits it into quadrants. And then uh, you work your way around the circle and it shows the progression of the story and at what point your characters get into, like, conflict. And then there's resolution and all these different things. Uh, But (laughs) written... On a whiteboard is his story circle uh, with his explanation for the movie, 27 Dresses. <laughs> uh, and and pretty much um, the entire story circle is just like, um, <laughs> it starts at the top with like five dresses, and then it goes to 10 dresses. At one point, it's 15. And then at the bottom, it's like 20 dresses. And it's like <laughs> underlined and emphasized Uh, you keep working your way around 26 and 27 dresses and right before we get back to the top, we're back at zero dresses. Uh, so yeah, so either Dan Harmon is super into the movie, 27 dresses, or, um, maybe he just really wanted to break down what it all meant. Uh, but mostly it was about dresses. So so that's, that's your Dan Harmon social media minute.
0: Very good. Very very good. Thank, Thank you so much for that. That update, Travis. Uh, the the last update we have here in semi permanent news. It's that time again. Uh, Symbiote Studios and us. We are working to give you the listener unity. Uh, one of five. Ooh, count them. Five. One, two, three, four, five, Count them. Are you have all your fingers up on one hand? Uh, just, two so hands. It's not all my
1: fingers. Like I have. <laughs> I have ten fingers, Brandon. I'm only holding up half of them. Five appendages.
0: That's that's all I'm asking. <laughs> uh, five Morty's of Morty's of the month. So here's what you need to do. Uh, we're going to post this episode, and uh, we're going to um, all you, all you need to do in order to enter is follow us, like and retweet our uh, our posted tweet at Rick and Morty Pod, and you get entered. And then if you win, which I know
1: you will. Then we'll Or or you won't. You won't, but the other person <laughs> listening will. I well, just I just want to make that clear.
0: We, and you will win if you win. And then we <laughs> yeah, will that's, that's send fair. you a we'll send you a DM and we'll let you know. And then we will get you a Morty of the Month plushie.
1: Yes, that's the Morty of the Month for December. Uh head over to social media for all the details. Uh because we have five of them this month, maybe we'll give a couple away on Twitter and maybe a couple over on, <gasps> oh. on Facebook or something like that. So you know, we'll be really mixing it up for you guys. Uh so make sure you're <laughs> following us over on social media uh for your chance to win. And and thanks for thanks for liking us on social media. Yeah, thank you. Guys you. Are, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Uh go follow Symbiote Studios too. They uh they're posting all their stuff for all the cool Plushes and stuff that they're making. So go check that out.
0: That's right. That's right. uh Well, we're t- we're t- at least twenty one minutes into this episode. I guess we should actually talk about the main, the main thing. Thi- oh, <laughs> <laughs> very nice
1: uh yes that's right the main thing where we talk about the episode uh episode 207 big trouble in little sanchez that's right we only have about three more episodes of rewatching watching uh, before before we have to really start doing our homework here uh yeah so big trouble little sanchez written by alex rubens directed by very good friend of the podcast brian newton <laughs> uh, originally aired september 13th 2015
0: and i shared a glass of wine with him well i didn't share the glass of wine with
1: like him. you were both sipping on the same glass of wine
0: <laughs> really uh like 101 no lady and the tramp
1: <laughs> <laughs> lady, lady and tramp in that glass of wine <laughs>
0: uh episode synopsis uh provided to you by of course imdb only. Uh, Rick joins in on some hijinks by transferring his consciousness into teenage tiny Rick. Beth and Jerry sort out their relationship. Is that
1: the official synopsis,
0: uh, Brandon? I don't know what. Which one did you see? Like, I I got that one from from IMDb. Hulu had something a little bit different, but it was like shorter. There was there were no brus in it. There were no brus or bros. It it threw me off. It it doesn't start in, again until maybe season the end of season no two
1: <clears throat> bruhs and bros uh yeah i don't know i'll have to yeah it's, i'll have to look it up it's here. funky
0: it's funky let me tell you
1: let's see season two episode seven uh rick dunn joins in some hijinks oh. in this one bruh <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. beth and jerry sort out their relationship too bruh <laughs> uh
0: there you go all right well <laughs> uh i could imdb is lying, lying then there's
1: uh I'll, I'll i'll just you know a little a little behind <laughs> the scenes for the listeners there's like one old uh like blog post where they wrote all of them oh. and it's just really <laughs> up there in my google search history now uh so that's how i go and find all the synopsis.
0: that's 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 making the magic there travis uh yeah okay so well th- th- this this episode obviously it's all about beth and jerry Fixing their relationship has nothing to do with Rick and Morty or Summer. (laughs) They're
1: they're hardly even in this episode. (laughs) Um, So the, I mean, where do you, where do you want to start on this? Uh, Do you want to start with like the, the B plot with marriage counseling, or do you want to talk about Rick, tiny Rick? Let's, let's save tiny Rick. Let's, let's get into some codependency uh, (laughs) situations here. Uh, So, so the episode opens with, uh, all the Smith family sitting around the breakfast table, uh, which I actually thought about a little bit, like they have breakfast as a family, a lot, yeah. So, you know, like good for them. Good. Wait it. And it's no, just like there's strawberry Smiggles on the table, which <laughs> I will, I will add seem like an afterthought, like almost like they were drawn in later after this scene was already worked on. Because everybody at the table is eating like eggs and sausage and like rice or something. And, like there's like maybe hash browns. It, it may be like a traditional Hawaiian breakfast or something. <laughs> Locomoco? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but there's just a box of strawberry smiggles and a bowl sitting in the middle of the table that's not like being, being part him. of what anybody else is eating. They're just there. Uh, But anyway, so they're eating breakfast as a family and uh, Summer is talking about how there might be like a vampire at school. Uh, And Jerry's not paying attention. He's (laughs) popping balloons on his iPad. And so Beth and Jerry start fighting and Rick is basically fed up with their marital marital troubles and decides to take them to see a, a interstellar marriage counselor uh that has a hundred percent success rate so 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 Beth and Jerry head over to what neptua five or Nuptia something? four yeah to uh to go get some marriage counseling done
0: let me let me ask you the, the side question travis when I know when we're talking about planets, you hear like you know Capricorn five and and sieta beta seven right.
1: <laughs> Beta uh, seven, right? beta
0: beta seven, uh, is does that mean? Is th- does that mean it's the, the there's fourth? Like
1: six other betas,
0: right? Is is that what? Is I that, don't know. Can can I get can we get some astronomers in here and, and tell <laughs> us?
1: What? Can we get some space experts in on the
0: show, <laughs> please? We will we will we will
1: interview you for the
0: ten seconds it takes to ask you that that question.
1: <laughs> that one question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the numbers are like sequential or if it's some sort of. Like like a zip code, like, like interstellar code, like oh, it's in the seventh oh, region of something. I don't, like, I have no idea. Like when you I'm have a zip confused.
0: code, but like you have the five digits for us in the in the in the US, but then you have like the dash and then five extra digits, which says something different. I, I don't
1: know who uses those extra digits. Who uses it? I mean, the post the postal service does. But, <laughs>
0: um, I mean, it, all I'm saying is that maybe that NUPSHA one through three they had a steadily increasing <laughs> up- pass rate but by the time they got to upshot 4 then it's like oh 100%
1: they'd finally figured it all out they nailed it so <laughs> primo uh yeah.
0: so uh, Jer- uh, jerry and beth literally get dropped off at 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 this place <laughs> right um and they they, they rapidly find out uh, that the way they this whole thing works is showing the representation of uh what the other spouse sees them as so you have all these spouses with all these 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 funny monster versions of themselves
1: right and so like you have uh jerry picturing beth as this giant like alien monstrous queen. creature <laughs> it looks sort of like alien from alien right uh and she's she's super smart and she's super powerful and then you have uh Bess v- vision of jerry which is this like frail helpless worm like creature that is pretty incompetent like can't talk and uh <laughs> just kinda, yeah, like whimpers <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh i want i want to ask here here's a here's a question i really want to ask about this place what is the actual how do they actually get through the counseling like showing somebody that oh this is what I picture my significant other as, how does that tie into the methodology of oh you know what you look at me like I'm an absolute bitch
1: this really helps my <laughs> helps me get over our our marriage problems. So I I almost wonder if this is really just like the first stage in the process and like due to the. Violent nature of Beth and Jerry's, uh, what do they call them? Uh, the mythologs. Mythologues That they didn't. They didn't. They weren't able to make any significant progress, right? Because, uh, the the head therapist, I think, his name's uh, like Glaxo or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he Glaxo uh, Slim Slom. <laughs> voice. He. No. Uh, he's showing off like all of the the bad guys and stuff and or to the bat the 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 representations of of how they see each other. And he he's explaining how these things aren't real. They can't they can't function together because they're not who these people really are. They're just how you see your partner. And I I would like to imagine that there's some additional process where they like go through counseling and work on issues and highlight maybe some of the characteristics of how they see their partner and then they can work on those specifics. And then maybe at the end, like they, they put the, the, the helmets back on them and then maybe they see a different <laughs> version of their partner. And then it's like progress. Yay. We're better now or something. Oh, but okay. Yeah. May- like maybe, maybe, that's that that could be like how, how it would work out
0: like a much more iterative process. Yeah, I could I could see that that working. Uh, I over on over on Reddit about three years ago when this ish, uh, episode first aired, <laughs> uh, the user Dinosaur Boner, <laughs> classy, <laughs> classic, classic dinosaur boner. They write your failure to understand can probably be attributed to your primitive human brain and the underdeveloped relationships of your planet earth <laughs> earth uh it, it, maybe that it, maybe maybe that's right maybe that's right i just i don't yeah. understand uh but beth and jerry clearly don't need therapy they just need to realize that they are a destructive force of <laughs> love and hate and codependent and and uh, and, uh i i love that have you maybe this, maybe this is personal, but
1: have you, have you done uh, marriage counseling ever? Uh, so I did pre-marital counseling, uh, uh, where you like go and talk to, uh, people that, uh, we had the, the person that was actually like performing our marriage ceremony. Like they, they did it for us. And then, um, and it was also a couple that we like knew and respected for a long time. So, Uh, And we like respected their marriage and stuff. So we're like, Hey, like, tell us what works and what doesn't work (laughs) and stuff like that. So, um, and it was, it was, it was a good process. Like there was, there wasn't stuff we were like working on. It was just more of like prepping for having a good marriage. Gotcha, gotcha. It wasn't, it wasn't like and
0: corrective marriage therapy.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't corrective. <laughs> and then the other thing is, when we had our first kid, uh, there was a program in Oklahoma that like gave you a front, a bunch of free like baby stuff if you went and took these classes. Mm-hmm. So we went and took the classes because we we're like, hey, cool, free baby stuff. Free baby stuff. And they like gave you like food and stuff and we were like young and broke. And so <laughs> we're like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's go, let's go to these classes. So a lot of a lot of those classes were like how to take care of a baby, but also how to make sure that you take care of your marriage when you have a baby so that you don't hate each other while you're trying to raise a child. So gotcha. again, I not gotcha. corrective, more <laughs> like so we've done a lot of like the work in advance which I guess is probably why we haven't needed to to visit any marriage counseling since then. Gotcha. So uh, so, but, so
0: essentially it's it's the opposite of 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 Chelsea and I where, <laughs> where we uh, we we had a a, whirl, a whirlwind romance
1: and then we got we got married after like 6 months and then and, and some aliens like your marriage is terrible. You shouldn't even be together. How are, how are you making this work? We uh, we were
0: mar- we were married for a year, and then uh, we I won't say we hated each other because Chelsea doesn't like when I say that we hated each other. But we we didn't know how to communicate. We didn't get along, and right. and realistically, maybe at that point in time, uh, we didn't get a divorce because either of us are too lazy to look up divorce lawyers. <laughs> oh. But so eventually we, we went to we went to therapy. We went to uh, Kevin Navin is is the guy's name, or I remember the the, the doctor's name. And not a sponsor. Not not a sponsor. <laughs> he probably like you know we're not supposed to talk about this, guys. <laughs> we we went to him and and we we talked about our problems and uh you know much like Beth and Jerry go and they they see the the monstrous opinions of them. That was that was like a step in in that that process was okay. You need to be honest with each other and like, what do you, what do you, don't say you're like this. Say, I feel like you're like this. (laughs) I, I feel that you do this and that way it's, it's coming from you. And that's basically the the same thing, right? The representations of, of what I think Chelsea is. Um, And we were called codependent also. (laughs) I just want to point that out
1: they're codependent yeah uh
0: but yeah so although it's it's an exaggerated way (laughs) this episode makes it out to be i think it's still you know interesting that they they find these uh, kind of uh you know creative ways to represent what therapy ends up doing
1: yeah and and almost i mean we talk about the pickle rick comic uh earlier but you know, this is this is really one of the first episodes that really dives into therapy and the work that it is, and how it can be a challenging process, but it can also open your eyes and, and give you a new perspective. And uh, even though initially the way that Beth and Jerry reacted to the representations of themselves uh, from from their spouse uh, as as negative things, I think I think both of them could could realize certain things about that representation that helped them to grow individually and help kind of grow in how they, they truly see. Each other. I mean you'd literally see it when Beth is hooked up to the machine and her various opinions of Jerry change, <laughs> thus spawning different versions of Jerry in this giant massive pile of of fighting Jerry's. Um, but I, I did I did find it very interesting that these destructive versions of themselves that were not supposed to be compatible, that the, the unique aspect of Beth and Jerry, that those, those negative things were still able to work together and, and assist each other in, in, in reaching a goal. Um, And, and not that that's a healthy thing necessarily, but it is very interesting that those even those negative aspects of each other somehow still work together in their relationship uh, and allow them to sort of love each other through it even though it's really difficult a lot of the time
0: right 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 uh, I, I have I have two questions. Uh, the first is this is for anybody who wants to answer uh, but since you're the only one on mike I kind of leave okay. it, leave it up to the you. the rest
1: of you. Just like, if you're driving to work in your car or like mowing your lawn, just, <laughs> just say it just, out loud. Just, just say it out loud. Shout it, shout it from the roof. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, the, the,
0: the counselor, he said to Beth and Jerry that they are the worst couple ever and they shouldn't be together. Why are they together? Literally the worst. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if I can say that's true. Do you know any spouses that are worse for each other than Beth and Jerry? Ooh, ah, uh, I, I, d- I, don't know. Well, okay. Mm. I mean, we're not, we're not naming names. It's, it's no names. Really, a no yes names. or no? Is it there are people out there that you know that are worse than than Beth and Jerry? I, I,
1: I, I, I have encountered people that are worse in in their relationship than Beth and Jerry. That okay. is, a, that is a fair statement. Okay. All right, uh, and, and and I wish them well. <laughs>
0: I wish them. Well. I wish them this therapy on Nuptia Five because yeah. this this
1: this planet is destroyed. It's. I mean, they still have a hundred percent success rate. I gotta say, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that that is, that is true. All the people who are dead, I, that's kind of a success because they're dead together, right?
1: Yeah, they're. I mean, they're not divorced.
0: Uh, there, there was that one couple that got crushed by Alien Beth's tail. And they got crushed as the the man was trying to lift his wife up. Yeah. They're helping each other. He out. was supporting her. Exactly right. So, uh, so that was that was my first question. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know worse couples than this. This is this is <laughs> exaggeration. Uh, the, the the second question I have is about the end of that that B plot with Jerry puts the helmet on Buff Jerry, uh, right, and then creates this goddess Beth. That mm-hmm. that def- that defeats alien Beth. My question is this: At the end, we just see Beth and and Jerry by themselves, snuggling and kissing. What happened to uh? What happened to all the the Jerry's and Beth, Jerry and God Beth? Where are they at right now? What do you think they're up to? You think they're just bang- uh, banging uh, each other?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just having a weird, sick sex party in there there's like i don't know <laughs> all those worms are like wiggling their backsides at goddess uh beth and i don't know it's yeah do you, so, yeah i really do. do i i have no i have no answer you think for that. They asc- <laughs> do you
0: think they ascended
1: i don't know i maybe maybe like maybe like a timer clicked off and they all disappeared uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't know how it works. Oh, that yeah. that's that's, a, that's that's a nice thought. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, you know what you're doing, Travis? Let me let me tell you what you're doing. Something I'm writing fanfics? Something better than what the
1: Pickle Rick issue was. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that just that, that means we got to write our own comic, Brandon. We got we got to get on this. Uh, um okay.
0: Let's move let's move on to now the the Rick, Morty and Summer bits
1: that's right it's it's tiny Rick tiny Rick uh, it's uh, the classic episode uh, loved by by so many people um, and I gotta be honest this this episode like doesn't stand out for me in my memory like that often so tiny Rick I I, I almost feel like I know tiny Rick more from merchandising than than from the actual episode and and watching the episode several times. Uh, in preparation for the podcast uh, gave me an an even better appreciation for this episode and the storyline and just sort of the, the internal conflict that Rick goes through over the course of this episode.
0: I I'm, I'm kind of along the same path as you in the sense that tiny Rick, big trouble and little Sanchez isn't an episode that always sticks out to me. Right. And even though I enjoyed the episode, it's still not an episode that I'm like, yeah, that is my that's a that's a go-to episode. That's the one I want to watch today. <laughs> yep. Um, but with that in mind, I, I do think there's interesting stuff in here. Obviously, we we talked about the Beth and Jerry uh, relationship crap for like the last okay. 20 minutes, uh, but the this this idea that we're <laughs> you can put your consciousness. Into a young body, and that there's issues with that. There, almost, I'll say maybe developmental issues with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wrote down in here to talk about repression stuff, but like just thinking about like when you were a kid, um, I, I had I had a thought on this, but like when you were a kid, you you said you said to yourself. Oh, I wish I was an adult and I had experience. And then at thirty six years old, which which we're not, we're twenty five, obviously. obviously. Obviously, obviously. We we say if if I was in high school now, knowing all the stuff I knew, I know
1: now. Oh, my life
0: would be so much different. I'd be a millionaire. <laughs>
1: but but <laughs> yeah, but I do it all over, I'd never make those same mistakes. I <laughs> totally make those same mistakes. Yeah. Um. It it is really interesting because the, this this idea of you know a, a senior citizen, a grandpa, right? Like Seven, especially years someone, old. someone that is so like smart and well traveled. Like he's he's traveled the you know the galaxy and different dimensions. He has so much you know breadth of knowledge, and then to take that consciousness and slap it into a teenager. Where a teenager's like primary thought process typically revolves around like having a good time, hanging out with friends, having a good time, not getting time. wrapped up, not not getting wrapped up in like existential issues or you know this, you know oh we're all gonna die one day and all these things and and being stressed out about things. It's just let's have a good time, let's enjoy life, and and obviously there are many teenagers that don't feel that way. Uh, it is okay to feel that way. Yeah. Please get help. Talk to somebody. Uh, but it's, it's really interesting to, to have Rick or tiny Rick be that like fun loving teenager who has sort of repressed all of those quintessential Rick like feelings back into a different part of his, his brain. And then he wrestles with them throughout the course of the episode
0: you right, right. I I have a I have an, a hard time thinking about this this episode and and thinking about the the repression aspects of it. Where is okay? I'm I'm back I'm back to the point I wanted to to bring up earlier. Is it a, a uh because the body is young, right? It's not just because we're we're getting experience that we, we change our our worldview and our outlook on life. Some of that is because our, our, our bodies are doing stuff differently at 16 than they are at 36. Right. Yes. Uh, Yes. So I guess what I'm trying, what I'm trying to get at is, is this part of, is that kind of existential stuff going away? Is that, a part of the physiological aspect of development and that is kind of a deep, deeper question. Probably than we're, that's, than we're prepared that's real for. heavy
1: here, Brandon.
0: <laughs> they were, they were prepared for, <laughs> uh, like if you put, a, I, if you put I, himself I th- in the, the body of a six year old, would he be like,
1: I want, I don't want to do anything. I want cookies. <laughs> I do want cookies. A Nintendo switch. I'm old. I want to die. Like, <laughs> Uh like anytime he like gets his toy taken away from him and he's like he's like screaming about how how old he is and
0: uh, yeah. Is is he is he unable to think is it a is it a conscious decision of Rick to just say the consciousness of of seven year old Rick? Is it a conscious decision to to not think about that stuff and say I'm I'm young, let me just let me just keep going. I'm not I'm not thinking about all that negative crap
1: i I think I think in the, in the case of tiny Rick he is he is a teenage Rick right so uh if 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 you just made a teenage Rick he would be a, a normal teenager for the most part he he'd have aspects of Rick in his personality but he would still be a teenager that wants to do teenage things and isn't wrapped up in all of the things that uh, our normal Rick knows. But because it is that grandpa Rick that his his consciousness has been uh, you know dropped in this teenage body, uh, it is it is a conflict, right So you have the tiny Rick persona that wants to hang out and he wants to have fun and and throw a party because the parents are out of town. but then there are moments where he is expressing himself and The, the grandpa Rick side of him comes out through that self-expression. So whether he's, Hey, tiny Rick's playing guitar, right. And he starts playing a song and then all of a sudden there's this (laughs) flood of like, you know, grandpa Rick, let me out. I'm dying in a vat in a garage. His artwork that summer shows off where he's, he's like (laughs) going through his emo phase as he puts it, but he's like reaching out and saying, Beth, or like Morty and summer, please help me. Uh, even his dance where he's let me you out know, let me out <laughs> let me out this is not a dance like all of those expressive moments are sort of his ability to let go of uh his teenage persona and express who he really is which is you know 70 something year old man trapped in a teenage body and so I oh. that's one of the that when 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 he's listening to the the music uh what's the artist Elliot that, Smith that summer, yeah Elliot Smith and he's he's like crying, and he's like life's not fair, and he's like in that in the same breath, he's like, oh, it's not fair. I'm old. I, uh, why? I just I just want people to like me or whatever. Like he says, like he's like he's like wrestling with these two sides, right? Because the expressive side of him is 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 sort of getting through to grown up Rick, but he's still fighting that physiological. Tiny rickness, is it, if you will. Is this suggesting that
0: being emo is the way to grow up? Is it? Is
1: is it? Is it a? It, it works for some of us.
0: <laughs> is being emo a gateway drug into adulthood?
1: Maybe that's what this this episode. That's right, kids. If you go emo, <laughs> you're gonna grow up too fast. Just, just, just have fun. Be a bruh. Yeah, pick and... up
0: your local death cab for cutie album <laughs> and dashboard confessional.
1: Hey, I like both of those bands. <laughs> you stop it. Um, yeah. All right. So I think we got really deep into some <laughs> tiny Rick discussion, but it plays out really well. Uh, I I think it's, I think it's really interesting to watch. I think it's really interesting to watch Morty and summer sort of interacting around tiny Rick and how their lives in high school are affected just by the presence of tiny Rick. Yeah. Um, you have summer wearing different clothes because there's a certain boy that she likes that she's trying to impress. And tiny Rick sort of enables that connection, uh, by, by being sort of like a wingman through that. And the thing that really kind of fascinated me was Morty's relationship with, um, Oh, what's her name? Now I can't think of it. Jessica. Yeah. Uh, where he's like almost naturally developing like a relationship with her over the course of the party and then going to the dance with her and all these things, where like him being with Jessica seemed like this this dream, this thing that couldn't happen. And that just seems like totally natural in this episode that they're just like together. Right. It's it's kind of kind of bizarre to me.
0: I don't I don't need to go this direction, but I happen to Pick a random episode of Rick and Morty, of uh, season three, to watch, and okay. I picked the one with Toxic Rick and Morty. And mm-hmm. if you watch the uh, the Toxic Rick uh, rest and Rick Lax- Rick laxation, if mm-hmm. you if you watch that episode right after this episode, you'll see a lot of kind of ties be- between the two of them. Okay, uh, uh, when you when you talk about Tiny Rick and you know trying to express the the real him. And Toxic Rick and Morty, they are sides of, of Rick and Morty, the, the real sides of them, in, in a way. Um, and then, obviously, the relationship with uh, Jessica as, as well. I don't want to get any further than that, but I think, for those listening, if you, if you watch these two episodes kind of in tandem, you'll see a, mm-hmm. a, a tie there. Um, All right. Uh, speaking of thematic links, there's a there's a line at the very end of the episode where Jerry and Jerry and Beth and Rick are flying off, and Jerry just mentions like, "Oh, it's kind of like there's a thematic link," and Rick says, "Ah, it's just con, uh, not consequence, but um, coincidence." Coincidence, yeah. Uh, that line always kind of gets me because I don't know what link he is. Just talking like what about, the
1: thematic link actually is yeah do you do you have an answer to that uh well seeing as I've never actually paid close enough attention to that line mm-hmm. to hear it uh, i've I've never given it adequate thought okay um unity but you tell us then <laughs> yeah you tell us what the thematic link is you're smarter than and, us tell us yeah I I, I I could probably formulate some ideas but you know, we need to call the action anyway. So you guys, you guys let us know what you guys think the thematic link is between the A and B plot. Um, a couple other uh, little notes about this episode. Um, uh, how many stakes did they use for a single vampire? Uh, you, you wrote in here. It's just, it's just um, coach brought right? Yeah. He doesn't have a, co- he
0: doesn't have a coven of vampires. They don't. They don't need a whole gym bag full of them, right? <laughs> uh, right. So they have a. They have a vampire bloodlust. Basically, is is what I <laughs> what I gathered from that. Uh, and the second part of that was Coach Ferratu is a vampire. Vampires sleep during a day. School is during a day. Is Coach Ferratu a nocturnal vampire? Like a
1: dayurnal? Ah, he's daywalker. He's daywalker. <laughs> he's blade. The only explanation. He's played. he's blade. He they played. killed blade. <laughs> happened. No, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the uh, entire sub sub plot uh, about coach Ferratu and the vampires uh, gets us into one of my favorite uh, parts of discussing the episode. And that is our favorite, favorite bits. Bit. Uh, so, so one of the things I wrote was coach Ferratu himself, uh, the, just the idea of, of the vampire gym teacher that is that is you know killing uh, cafeteria workers and things like that and uh th- i i like how that subplot is like ever present but never fully like gotten into <laughs> yeah. like just tiny rick shows up what up my hell sings like let's go kill some vampires right and then like you never see them interact with the vampire you never see them fight anything they're just back in the garage it's like whoo good thing we took out that vampire who knew coach feratu was was gonna be the vampire <laughs> you know and like and then it, it ends up being the reason that tiny rick gets expelled from school and everything so it's like, it's, it's always there, but it's never like really the story that we're supposed to be watching. So yeah. Yeah. That, that just cracks me up.
0: Uh, I, I like in the beginning of the episode, Bordy is, is kind of, uh, shaming summer and he <laughs> says, it's a big universe. Get used to it. Right. Rick. And he like lo- looks at Rick for, for approval. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and that, he's, 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 he's flexing that Rick and training sort of muscle. <laughs> But he's still not a hundred percent confident in his skin.
0: Yeah, and I, I think he does that once or twice more during the episode. Uh, and I think I think it's just a really kind of smart way of introducing that Morty is trying to be uh, bigger than he's he's looking up to Rick, and right. when Rick becomes tiny, Rick kind of uh, lets Morty relate in in. Be okay with Rick doing this this tiny Rick stuff for a little bit, but and then and then eventually, real getting to the realization, this isn't like Rick cares more about this existential crisis than what Tiny Rick is putting on. Uh, yeah. Plus, he's being an asshole to his sister, <laughs> and he can't <laughs> he can't he do is that. He's doing that. Can't do that.
1: Uh, I I love the scene at the party uh, where Tiny Rick is that guy who put picks up the electric or the acoustic guitar, at the party. Yeah. And we like, Hey, look, tiny Rick's got a guitar. And then he plays, uh, one of, one of the classic, uh, Rick and Morty songs. Uh, let me out, let me out, uh, <laughs> dine and Vat in the garage. Uh, so what well, featured on the Rick and Morty soundtrack. That's right. Make sure you pick that up. Uh, oh, but yeah, stands that's that is a great news, news stands. New that's, st- where <laughs> that's where they sell those. Uh,
0: uh, I I'm always a fan of the little anytime I see a Devo hat I gotta <laughs> I gotta shout out Please to, cut, to shout out. Mark Mothersbaugh the man yo gabba gabba uh I I do like when the the main counselor uh, there's the, like the escape ship that's leaving nuptia 4, and they're like we only have a spot we only have room for one more and he <laughs> and he says oh l- l- let me talk to them I'm a therapist <laughs> he runs off the ship
1: they're not therapists, go. <laughs> <laughs> They're not therapists. Leave them.
0: Yep. <laughs> and house a ship, so. Uh
1: I like I like the way that uh Glaxo pronounces Earth. Uh yes. Beth Beth and Summer from Earth. Uh, it is it's known that the customs on Earth are uh are far more simpler than uh than than some of the other ones that they have. And you're gonna call out who uh, the voice actor was. Him earlier, and I sort of cut you off. Um, what is his name?
0: Oh, I, I, I was I was hoping you were going to to ignore me. He's on he's on Community. Uh,
1: yeah, he's the, he's the dean on Community.
0: Yeah, uh, Jim Rash, I think. Uh, yeah. oh, I got it, Jim Rash. Got it. Yeah, so hot, hot uh, another damn. Community
1: Rick and Morty, uh, you know, Harmontown crossover there.
0: Yeah, and uh, I. <laughs> Um, I'll just throw this out there. Toby, the, per, uh, Summer's prospective boyfriend is played by Alex Hirsch, creator of Gravity Falls. And yes, Bill Cipher is in the episode on a, on a scanner in the background. I really,
1: yeah, right, right before, or right around the time Jerry's getting his, uh, his scan done. Uh, you can see Bill Cipher on the, on the screen there in the background,
0: by the so. way, Gravity Falls fan, uh, someday, I hope that show comes back someday. Cause that's such a good. Such a good damn show. Yeah,
1: another another good crossover. There's a there's been a couple other Gravity Falls crossovers yeah. uh, in, in the show. Obviously, uh, Justin Roiland uh, did some some voice acting on Gravity Falls. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: but my 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 last my last favorite bit. I just love how Principal Vagina takes look, Tiny Rick aside uh, and, and says, "Hey, I was I'm I'm willing to overlook a lot of stuff." Um, the The school board's really embarrassed about the whole vampire thing uh but we can't have you killing vampires can't have you killing teachers yeah i gotta I got to expel you for this one tr <laughs> i love that he has such a rapport with this this tiny rick that he's got a tr name for
1: him <laughs> uh which is crazy because today my boss came into a meeting and called everybody by their first and middle initial what? so he's it was just really random like he does these things where he like i don't know but he's like hey how's it going TC and I'm like how's it going <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's weird that is, you calling me that that's, that's weird uh, but anyway uh so yeah so those those are our those are our favorite bits uh from big trouble and little sanchez uh let us know which bits we missed which ones you really enjoy uh obviously we know um the the diatribe about getting your shit together is is a favorite <laughs> oh, of yeah. the yeah. Rickmobile uh, head honcho Randall out there. Oh yeah, um, he 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 tends to recite that uh, repeatedly as you wait in line for your for your exclusive <laughs> merch the Rickmobile. Uh, but a lot of classic stuff in this episode. Uh, but I'm sure we missed some of it. So let us know what's your favorite. Uh, you know, send us a tweet, send us an email, uh, send us send us a carrier pigeon, whatever you got to do, do. Do it. Uh, yeah, we did have a few listeners that 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 shared their thoughts with us. Uh, that's right.
0: Assassin's assassin sent us an email. Assassin, assassin, A few, a few things. You notice that that Rick just said he was in a kit all day, and that's yeah,
1: that's kind of that's kind of awkward. Now I can feel my bones scraping against each other.
0: Yeah. The mytholog place has a safe room. You notice that. As if they planned on something like this happening eventually.
1: Yeah, he also he also calls out the uh, strawberry smiggles thing. Oh yeah, uh, yep. in his email. Uh, so good eye on that. Good. It, yeah, if you go back and watch it, those do not look like they were originally part of the scene. Those, like, there's like I to- definitely think toss after in, are an toss them in. Yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, points out that the the dance is called the big dance on the on the marquee. <laughs> yeah.
1: Way way to way to really get creative with that one, guys. It's <laughs> it's good good work. Uh, we also have uh, that the Rickmobile buddy, yeah, Randall. Uh, oh, Randall has a the theory <laughs> that um, uh, the Phoenix Project in the basement, uh, it, and Phoenix wait. person instead of bird person Are co-
0: interconnected. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Okay. If you, for those of you who who have uh, have not been to the Rickmobile, if you go there, you talk to the main guy, Randall. He does all the announcements. He talks about get your shit together if you ask him about his theory about Phoenix person, he will refer back to this episode and he will, he will tell you that uh, the, in in Rick's basement, the whole clone thing that Rick refers that to that as the Phoenix project. And uh, Randall has tied the two together. The resurgence (laughs) of bird person as Phoenix person and this project.
1: I want to say that I have this theory recorded on audio and if you go back to the episode uh, where we talk about me visiting uh the rickmobile when it's when it's here in nebraska i'm almost positive that that theory is in uh in that interview so uh you know do a little digging go go check sh- go check some show notes uh, it's, uh <laughs> yeah it's in there i'm, I'm almost positive it, it, and if it's not let me know and i'll dig it off on My phone. <laughs> uh, uh, no, so so those are
0: those are listener thoughts for you out there. Uh, if you have any extra thoughts, please make sure you send them to us on any of our social media channels. Travis, I have one more. I have one more thought for this episode. That I want to get out before I forget. I wrote it in the notes, and, and I, I really just want to capture this. It was right after all the deep stuff we talked about. Uh, an old person in, in a youth body. It's the last <laughs> thing I said. We talked about vampires in this episode. And like go back to like interview the vampire with um the that one girl actor Brad Pitt, <laughs> yeah Brad Brad Pitt, um but uh, when they when Brad Pitt turns the little girl and then she becomes a vampire right uh, I forget the actress's name it makes makes me mad but vampires are eternally youthful and but they get older and they get older and they get older. I just we don't need to make it as a discussion point but I just think it's interesting that they use vampires in this episode when they're talking about like eternal youth. And yeah,
1: Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Jeez. I
0: like, can yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah. From the hit film Jumanji. Ah, such a good movie. I love <laughs> it. I love that movie.
0: David Allen Greer is just so funny. Uh okay, that's that was the last thing I had. Soul Man.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, eternal <laughs> youth. Uh yeah, uh, vampires, tiny Rick. Uh, so, so, so that's our thoughts on the episode. Uh, it is now time for our final segment: listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, th- uh, in the in the email category, uh, thanks again to Assassin. Assassin, um, uh, <laughs> he has another name. Sometimes he signs his email. Sometimes he doesn't. Uh, but uh, he sent us an email saying that he was checking out. Ah, uh, the Netflix show Paradise PD, and uh, apparently Sarah Chalk does uh, the voice of Gina on that show. Also, the voice of Beth uh, here on Rick and Morning.
0: That, that's right. There, there. Uh, oh, when I when I hung out with with Brian and a few other folks from the show previously, uh, a couple of them worked on Paradise PD, and I and I hadn't when they were when they were talking about it at the the table. I didn't know that it was a thing. So I pretend I pretended like I was kind of cool. kind of laughed along I was like, oh, like,
1: yeah, paradise. Yeah, great show. Those characters. Uh, am,
0: I, am I right? Because like, this is they like They're tale? gonna
1: hear this episode and they're going to be like that lying son of a I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, anyway, friend of the show best friend of the show anyway uh in our reviews category we have no new reviews No, new so reviews. this is a great opportunity for you if you're listening right now and you have not given this podcast review head over to itunes or, or the podcast app uh check out this show and give us a review let us know what you think let us know what you thought of this episode or uh what you think we should do moving forward maybe uh some suggestions about what to do once we run out of episodes to rewatch Comics. and season four hasn't started yet. So <laughs> uh, head over and give us a review. We appreciate those of you that have done that.
0: And sp- and speaking of kind of reviews over on Facebook, uh, we got a, got a post to our Facebook page, which doesn't happen very often. And, uh, because we don't usually, we're not on Facebook. We're not, that's not one of our main places that we go for, for, Promotion and interaction. Which Social outletting. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's a fault of ours. But w- regardless, uh, Maddie Miller sent us a, a post to the page and says, I think I speak for everyone here saying that even though despite any hints towards a new season anytime soon, I really appreciate you guys still powering through and providing new and enjoyable episodes. Keep being awesome. I
1: can't... Thanks, Maddie. I can't assure that last part.
0: I will try to keep being awesome.
1: We're, we're going to do our best to continue... Uh, feigning awesomeness.
0: Arguably, I don't know if we were ever that to begin with. But thank you. Uh no. it, You know, if this so was humble a, Brandon. if this was Very a, humble. if this was a therapy thing, then like we wouldn't, we wouldn't see ourselves as a success. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I just watched the first episode. Of, I watched a pilot of Community, and they talk about that in the episode. That pilot of Community about uh, how we don't, we can't see ourselves positively. Like we are, we're naturally inclined not to see ourselves in a positive light. And Joel McHale like says positive things about everyone at the table. Okay, anyway, whatever. Thank you, Maddie. Right. Thank Thanks. you. Uh now over over on Reddit, uh, there is a there is a great little post. We we talked about Get Schwifty two episodes ago, but there was a um, I'm kind of like two episodes behind on my Reddit posts. Uh, <laughs> but over on Get Schwifty by the Reddit user Five Doggit, and it's. Yeah. He posts some good stuff. I'm assuming it's a he. Posts some good stuff about Don't assume they're You're right. right. I'm sorry. Uh this person <laughs> posts the good and bad about the episode. Generally they don't necessarily like it, but what are the bad things that they they wrote? And I agree with it. Get Swifty kind of relies on the ancillary townspeople to create uh you know, create the story and, and push the story mm-hmm. forward. And maybe I think maybe this is something we talked about. During that episode, but but they write shows like The Simpsons depend heavily on the townspeople, and it works or worked for a long time. But you ha- either have to dedicate to that path or veer away from it. Characters like Principal Vagina, distracting name, and Mr. <laughs> and Mr. Goldenfold don't have enough backstory or development for us to care about yet. And and I wholeheartedly agree with that that sentiment. Uh, Five Doggett has as a bunch of other good points in that post. I'll have it in the show notes. Go, go check it out. Uh, right now, it's pinned to the top. It won't be pinned to the top by the time this episode <laughs> airs. Uh, but I think, I think it's a good read.
1: Yeah, that, that is a really interesting uh, thought process. Like, I think, I think the the knowledge about the townspeople in The Simpsons like develops a lot more over what. 30 years almost of 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 the show. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Uh where whereas we are already getting little like tidbits of information about you know, uh Mr. Goldenfold. We we've we've been through his dreams. We've 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 seen some of his therapy sessions like like I feel like we're starting to get more information about him, but I I still don't think you could like carry a B plot like a golden fold B plot. <laughs> right
0: uh as well right i Ag- agree- agreed with that agreed with that sentiment absolutely mr menard um heading over to heading over to twitter uh at mr mark chilcott he has some some pretty awesome uh rick and morty art uh, i i interact with him on, on twitter a little bit i posted a link to some of his twitter art uh, in the show notes uh, but you should go check out uh, what what he's what he's done. I'm fairly impressed, and for someone who can just put screens on D <laughs> and D art in Photoshop, uh, and that's about it, I am I'm just amazed at, at the the talent that people have out there. Now on Twitter, also at Bama Ginger Spice, she followed us on Twitter, and I said, "Hey, thanks for following us on Twitter," and she writes back to us. My all time fave show, and I love the podcast. You know what? I
1: love you. <laughs> wow. That's really forward, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I but but, nothing's going to happen. I mean, I, happen. I really appreciate you. And, <laughs> you know, maybe like if we get to know each other some more, like, you know, yeah.
0: I, I mean, l- like, I love a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't shame me don't shame me for i'm not how shaming I, you how I, i'm not i'm
1: not how, I'm how i how, I,
0: how I spread love and caring I, around the world i love
1: unity and and if if bama ginger spice is a member of unity well then i guess i i love them too thank you so,
0: yeah. you're welcome bama ginger spice <laughs> you've got you've got us to love you
1: i got i got traps love. okay <laughs> don't make me love you <laughs> Uh, all right, finally, um, over on Discord, uh, Linkler sending us some of those sweet deluxe box set Rick and Morty stuff. Oh uh, my god! This is, have you seen? Have you seen that the stuff that he's been sending us? Uh, this is this is like the vinyl box set, yeah. right for for the um, the Rick and Morty soundtrack. Really, really nice. Really, it's an investment. I it was good for him to, to, to be such a completist collector and all the things that he's trying to get. But yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. That That's that all the, all the stuff in
0: there. And then every time I, I turn around, I feel like he sends us like one more thing. I'm like, that wasn't it too. The hell. <laughs> the hell? So, so the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so thank you for making me envious of you more yes. than I was. Uh, and that's it. That is that is it for this episode today. Travis, yeah. do you have anything? Uh,
1: only, only three more rewatches to go, so make sure that you are um, letting us know what you think about this episode and then big episode coming up, episode 208 Interdimensional Cable 2 Tempting Fate. Uh, the, the, this is uh, another huge episode. We love the loose improvisational feel type episodes so let us know uh, before our next episode what you like uh, what some of your favorite bits are from that episode so that we can discuss those on the next podcast and uh, until then I'm Travis and until then
0: I am Brandon and thank you for listening thanks,
1: thanks for listening hey.
0: by the way if you, want, Bye. if you want me to send this to you let me know I'll sign don't, it don't read that thing <laughs>